You don't need a medical degree. You don't need to go through a 300 hour certification course like I did in aromatherapy. You don't need to be XYZ. You could just get a bottle of oil, follow some basic advice and safe advice that I give and other experts give and, and start. Are you struggling with bloating, gas, constipation, and fatigue, but don't know what's causing these problems? The Gut Health Reset Podcast with Dr. Anne-Marie Barter dives deep into the root causes behind these issues that start in the gut. This podcast will give you the knowledge you need to heal your gut and reset your health. On today's episode of the Gut Health Reset Podcast, we are digging into essential oils and their effect on the gut. Essential oils can help conditions like leaky gut, IBS, IBD, inflammatory bowel issues. And we are going to talk about individual essential oils that can be helpful, as well as synergistic combinations that have been shown in the literature to help some of these conditions and to be very, very supportive. My special guest today is Dr. Eric Zelinsky, and he is the author of the best-selling premiere on using essential oils for general health called The Healing Power of Essential Oils. He sold over 100,000 copies in eight languages worldwide. Together, he and his wife run a top health website uh, devoted to brand neutral essential oil education, natural living family with more than 4 million users each year. Dr. Z, it's super great to have you here today. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, it's an honor and a privilege. And I really hope and pray that someone gets something from this talk that will maybe, you know, get them one inch closer to reaching that health goal that they've been seeking after. So can't wait. I love that. I love that. So what I want to do first is start out with how do essential oils work in the gut? Yeah, you know, let's let's kind of maybe even revisit what are essential oils. Oh, and, that's a and, good question. And yeah. you know, you know why? Because the question I've been getting a lot lately from people is why are we just now really talking about essential oils from a therapeutic perspective? It's how do aromatic oils, how does this aroma actually help us? And what I want to push back on that in a sense is we've changed our entire way of looking at healthcare in the last hundred years, primarily because of the advent of the antibiotic. And when we go back to World War One and World War II, combat medics on the front lines used essential oils to combat gangrene infection. I mean, this was what medicine was. And then the mid forties came and science came up with this brilliant idea of mass producing a shiny white pill called an antibiotic. And the question remains, do you really want to smell like oregano? Do you want to get messy, potentially burn yourself, or you just want to take this pill that has, you know, years and years of a shelf life. So what we're talking about is true plant medicine, the concentration. And again, for those listening, you can't see, but for those of you watching, you can look at this bottle here. You're looking at roughly three pounds of lavender flowers just in this little bottle. And it's hard to conceptualize because one little itty bitty lavender blossom is lighter than air, three pounds of it. And why is that important? Because you can't find this in nature. You're not going to go to an oregano field or lavender field and see a pool of essential oil. You have to extract them. And what we're looking at is compounded compounds concentrated to the point where it has a direct medicinal effect. So when I do my research, 
because I've been trained in public health. I've been trained in aromatherapy. When I do my research and I look up, I go to PubMed, I go to the index journals and I'm like, okay, what essential oil blends have been researched for, let's say IBS, IBD, Crohn's. Researchers are actually looking at the therapeutic efficacy of essential oils in comparison to drugs. And I'll end with this. It's really important to realize that chemists and pharmacists don't just invent the chemical structure of a drug or a pharmaceutical in a vacuum. I mean, Dr. Mary Smith doesn't wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, why don't we combine these nitrogen, hydrogens, and oxygens together, right? They see what works in nature. They extract the chemicals that they see in nature, and then they synthetically manufacture them. Perfect example is aspirin. Willow bark has been used for centuries, thousands of years for its analgesic pain-relieving properties. Our ancestors used to make salves and lotions and potions from willow bark. Well, there's a methyl salicylate chemical in there where if you extract it, put a white shiny coating on it, you can call it aspirin. That's what is the basis for literally every drug on the planet. So what I'm proposing, what we do is, is share with you a natural version of that. So what we're looking at is natural medicine. So to answer your question, how do essential oils help with the gut? The same exact way that pharmaceuticals can help with the gut. We're looking at killing microbes. We're looking at repairing, restoring anti-inflammation. We're looking at an antioxidant approach because these are actually chemically, technically known as secondary metabolites, bioactive compounds. That's a fancy way of saying you don't need these things to live but they really enhance your life because they're rich in antioxidants. They're all anti-inflammatory. They all have an antiviral, antifungal, or antibacterial component to them. And it's just a matter of finding what really works for you. Mm -hmm. That's a great uh, summary of it. And I just like to add on that, you know, there was a study for SIBO that was done and they use candybactin BR and AR, and then they use antibiotics for SIBO. And candybactin AR is actually all essential oils. It's in a, yeah. in a tube with, with a lot of essential oils yeah. and um, it was more effective across, you know, on a PubMed study than antibiotics. Yeah. So I think like to your point, like when you actually take the whole compound, you know, maybe we should, is that more powerful? And, you know, in this particular study, it definitely was. So, so what, how do we take you know, essential oils, because you're holding up a liquid tube that, um, you know, that I think that people think of essential oils as topical versus we're, we're talking about gut health. So like, how do people extract and take these? Yeah, there are three primary ways you can inhale them. And that's traditional aromatherapy, like our ancestors did since the beginning of time, burning leaves and roots and trees for incense. That has a very profound effect. And, and I don't want to discount that because when you inhale something, you stimulate the olfactory system. And the olfactory system, your sense of smell, is the only sensory input in the body that has no thalamic relay. We're talking, it goes right to the brain. Why is that important? Well, when you cut a finger, let's say you're, you're, you're chopping potatoes or you stub your toe against the wall, there is that split second of a delay between, oops, I hurt myself, and ow right? There is no delay. There is no, again, interpretation, no relay in the thalamus. So when you inhale something, you directly impact your brain. And that is profound because the sense of smell olfaction is connected to the limbic system. That part of your primal brain that controls autonomic function, heart rate, 
breathing, also mood, memory, and emotions. So when we're looking at gut health, we have to look at the root cause is chronic stress, depression, anxiety. Is there a chronic inflammation component? Well, that's where inhaling essential oils can actually help. Also, there's this topical application. Essential oils, because they are transdermal, they're lipophilic, hydrophobic, fat-loving, water-hating, volatile organic compounds, they seep into, they literally penetrate into your bloodstream within minutes, the chemicals of the essential oils. So if you want a systemic effect, an anti-inflammatory effect, again, we can go back to that, antioxidant effect, you can apply them topically. But like anything, when you go from your transdermal patch to a pill, the pill obviously has a more profound effect. And that's where you can ingest essential oils. Now, the elephant in the room is you just don't put a drop in your mouth and expect it to heal SIBO. Every study and the study that you're suggesting, I'll all but guarantee they use an enteric coated capsule because you need to make sure that it's time release and the essential oil or the drug, whatever it is, isn't released until it hits your small or large intestine. So when you're treating SIBO, IBS, when you're treating whatever it might be in the gut, you have to use an enteric coated capsule, which is a polymer coated time release capsule. The recipes are in my book. The recipes are in the literature. And just to throw something out there, peppermint is known over and over again, three to six drops of peppermint oil in a capsule. And we always recommend filling that capsule with an edible carrier oil, which helps absorbability like olive oil or coconut, sesame oil, whatever is your favorite three to six drops have been shown clinically to help reduce, vastly reduce the symptoms associated with SIBO and address the root cause of the inflammation. So again, you have to use the enteric coated capsules. So those are the three ways, all of which I recommend for people because of the psychogenic aspects, the brain gut skin connection, you always have to look at your body holistically, especially with gut health. So are all essential oils created equal? In the fact that they all have healing components to them, yes, but in the fact that different manufacturers do certain things, by and large, 75% of all oils on the market are adulterated because of unscrupulous marketers. Same thing with CBD. I actually cover CBD in length because oils and CBD play very well together. As carrier oils, they compound, they have a similar chemical structure. Um, CBD as well, I, I forget the number, like up to 75, 80 plus percent of CBD is mislabeled according to recent studies. So they are all created equal in that they all have medicinal effects. But to your point, there are certain oils, well, I'm assuming your point is alluding to, mm -hmm. there are certain oils to use for certain conditions and the best example is, you know what, if I have chronic fatigue, I really don't want to be around lavender because lavender, for example, has been clinically proven to stimulate <laughs> the parasympathetic system. And I do not want to be resting and digesting. I do not want lavender around me right now. I'm going to make you fall asleep. I want something invigorating. That's why I have citrus oils and pine and, and tree oils, which are great for meditation, which are great for focus, boosting my energy, dopamine and serotonin producing. That's what's in my diffuser right now. So at night when I'm trying to calm, relax, snuggle with my wife and my kids, that's where elanglang, chamomile, vetiver, lavender come into play. So yes, there are oils that have a determined effect, so to speak. But again, always going back to functional medicine, the concept of biochemical individuality, people, interestingly enough, respond uniquely to oils. And so that would mean 
oddly enough, children we have seen with ADHD, autism, learning disabilities, they get excited. They have a stimulatory effect when they are surrounded by lavender. So go figure. Ultimately, you have to figure, find what works for you. I think that's exactly what I was alluding to with the point that they had been um, a little bit bastardized in there. But I think that that's great that you brought up the studies where it can calm the mind down. It really helps with anxiety to be able to diffuse it, you know, et cetera. So, okay. I want to go, I want to go condition by condition, but I want to know the top five essential oils that you think of for the gut and yeah. why. Yeah. Um, really the studies, the studies suggest the top five and maybe if I can go a couple more, yeah. um, peppermint, peppermint, again, the research suggesting it's inflammation, soothing, healing effects on SIBO and IBS. There's been multiple, multiple studies, again, going back to the enteric coated capsules. Caraway has been um, commonly compared to um, antibacterial drugs that could help with colitis. There's actually been studies talking about caraway. Again, I cannot stress the importance of using these essential oils through all the variety of methods, inhalation, topical, and also um, ingestion. We have orange. And interestingly, you know, the research that we have isn't on wild orange or neroli, which is orange blossom, but bitter orange. And bitter orange has actually been shown to help with intestinal dysbiosis, which is really just a, a catch-all term for saying you got some problems in your intestine, right? Dysbiosis, dis-ease, essentially. And so helping with gastrointestinal symptoms, gas, bloating, indigestion, and helping, and this is the cool thing, helping with the the proper microfloral balance and maybe as a side note what's really important to recognize is these essential oils all have a pathological um, effect on bacteria meaning it they will kill pathological bacteria but this is wild and this i cannot explain other than it's known as cell selectivity according to the research essential oils like we see with most plant-based medicine leaves the good bacteria alone. So we're talking, you're taking a targeted substance. This has the exact opposite effect as your antibiotic, which is essentially like a nuclear bomb, very different than chemotherapy, which kills everything. Essential oils in the chemo world, which by the way, there have been studies, I cover that in depth in my cancer chapter, and in the gut health world, there is zero concern, according to the research, that you will hurt good bacteria, that you will actually create a mis imbalance of microfloral. So think about that for a minute. Wisdom of God. That's the only thing I could say. Oregano is one that goes up over and over again. It's nature's antibiotic. Oregano has actually been proven in pig studies to heal leaky gut. We're talking heal, actually restore the intestinal permeability, create those tight gaptions back again, which is wow. So what does that mean? Three, maybe four drops of oregano oil and an enterocoded capsule with some olive oil, try that. And also thyme. Thyme oil is one of those ancient healing oils that are extremely profound because it's rich in thymol, um, wonderfully effective against infection as a whole. So you're seeing thyme oil in research um, against MRSA, right? Antibiotic resistant bacteria. Nothing on the planet can kill MRSA, but essential oils have been shown to kill MRSA. Interesting, right? There is no resistance to these things. Bacteria cannot come up with resistance. Fungus, can, fungi cannot come towards resistance. We don't know enough about viruses, but I'm suggesting the same thing according to the research. Thyme oil is another one. There are others. Ginger always comes up 
and um, tarragon and others for just general indigestion. Lemon is fantastic. I mean, one research study showed that, again, going to indigestion and nausea, pregnant women in their first stage, um, in their first trimester, inhaling lemon oil, drastically decreasing morning sickness. Like my wife, we've had six pregnancies. My wife just always had a bottle of lemon with her just to have that quick whiff in case she got nauseous. These little things, again, cumin, the list goes on and on. Ultimately, you find what works for you. And I believe that as you try a couple of these different oils in the different you know, recipes and suggestions from my book, you'll find something that really helps you not only deal with the root cause of gut issues, but I think even more importantly, help you with the symptoms. And if we can even segue to symptom management, it's so hard to tell someone, okay, these are the 55 things you have to do to change your life, to heal your gut. They're just trying to get through the night. They're just trying to sleep better. They're just trying not to have gas and bloating after every time they eat. I don't know anything on the planet like essential oils that can help with symptom-based management with zero symptoms with zero side effects if you use them the right way. Wow. So that's where I really want to encourage people is look at essential oils with a two-pronged approach. Yes, we can look at the root cause resolution, but I even think more importantly to help you through today, let's get you through feeling better. So now you have the motivation and the energy to get down and do the work that all the other great experts on your podcast talk about to truly heal the gut. That was a great summary there. So let's dig down into conditions a little bit. So, you know, let's say somebody has, um, IBS, IBD. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think of with essential oils and, and how do they help that condition? Yeah. Again, what we're looking at is proper balance, right? We're talking about proper balance of the microfloral. We're talking about soothing inflammation really at the cellular level in the gut itself. And so there have been several synergy blends that have been researched regarding IBS, IBD and their antibacterial activity, whether E. coli or whether any other bacteria that might trigger IBS or IBD. And when I mentioned synergy blend, I think it's important to, to point out that what chemists do, what pharmacists do is they find a chemical like carvacrol, which is, is primarily what oregano is made of. They take the carvacrol, they fractionate it out. They literally take it out and then they synthetically manufacture it. And then they test, okay, carvacrol has an effect on X, Y, Z. But what you see is when you compare carvacrol versus oregano as a whole, Always oregano will outperform carvacrol because it's it's in its context with all the other chemicals that help create this internal like synergy. The same concept with other essential oils. So certain essential oils just work together. Like that's pretty profound. So going back to IBS, IBD, there have been studies that show that peppermint has a nice effect. Caraway has a nice effect, but when you combine them together, they have like a super effect. It's kind of like a superhero where one superhero can, you know, do well against one enemy, another superhero against another. But when Thanos comes for those Marvel fans out there, all the Avengers need to come together because Captain America can't beat Thanos on his own. That's really what happens with synergy blends. So going to IBS, researchers are actively looking at these synergy blends. And one synergy blend that they came up with was a mixture of coriander seed, fennel, mandarin, peppermint, sage, tea tree, and thyme. I'll list another one. 
lavender, lemon balm, which is known as Melissa, lemongrass, pine, and rosemary. These exhibited a wonderful antibacterial um, um, ability for literally six hours, which is interesting because what I've seen the average half-life of these essential oils and how quickly they're metabolized in the body really last one to two, maybe three hours at the most. So some, so to see an effect that has a six hour long antibacterial effect just by ingesting those oils is, is pretty, is pretty profound because that's typically the difference, the, the, the dosing difference when someone gets prescribed an IBS medication, it's like, Hey, every six hours, every meal, which is roughly every six hours. Right. So that's pretty interesting. When you look at those particular blends, those particular blends, um, when you when you blend them together and you're adding three or four drops, for example, in a gel capsule, um, that's something that's safe. So my IBD, IBS synergy capsule from my book recipe is this you do um, because we want to focus on the essential oils that we know for sure are GRAS generally recognized as safe, not only by the FDA, but by aromatherapists as a whole. And no one's going to argue that coriander and lemon balm and peppermint are safe to ingest. So I'm saying, hey, start with the soft ones, start with the gentle ones before maybe you go into something a little more, um, dare I say, caustic or aggressive like oregano. Some people might be sensitive to that if your gut lining is so damaged, maybe going to oregano might, might cause some sort of adverse reaction. Maybe you're that sensitive. So try two drops of coriander, two drops of Melissa, AKA lemon balm and two drops of peppermint. Put that into an enterocoated capsule with some olive oil. Try that twice a day and consider, you know, working with your medical doctor on these things. And the important disclaimer here, and I cannot stress this enough is essential oils have medicinal therapeutic effect on your body like a drug will. So there are no drug interactions. You just, and this is my biggest complaint with functional medicine typically as a whole, is that you're not getting the education, at least online, of telling people, hey, when you take XYZ supplement, you gotta be careful for XYZ drug. And there's a lot of people right now self-diagnosing, self-treating themselves, they're going to Dr. Google, they're going to their favorite doctor.com, and they're not considering the ramifications that you are creating chemical soup in your body. What are you eating? What are you drinking? What drugs are you taking? What essential oils are you using? What supplements are you on? All this can create a cornucopia of potential adverse reaction. So the important thing to learn from this is do a little bit of research before you start quote unquote treating a disease naturally because God knows what will happen. Warfarin and clove is the perfect example. One of the most popular immune boosting blends out there, whether it's your favorite multi-level marketing company or whatever brand it is, they all include clove. Clove, cinnamon, eucalyptus, lemon, orange, rosemary. That's like the typical immune boosting blend that every manufacturer has their own version of that. Well, clove has a blood thinning component. So if you're on warfarin or a blood thinner, heaven forbid you take that or you ingest it because that could cause hemorrhage internally. And that is a problem. So in my book, I actually produced... And I hired, by the way, this was out of my scope because this, this, this took weeks, months to do. I hired a research writer to help me compile an exhaustive drug interaction chart. Nothing like this exists for the layperson, the home user, nothing. 
we tomb through all the research, the metabolic pathways, the aromatherapy text, and we have, and by the way, there are dozens of oils that will interact with drugs if you ingest them. So that to say, let's not be afraid of using oils or supplements, but let's use them wisely so we know that we're protected. Hey, this is Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Have you ever spent hours searching for the right supplements to heal your body? And when you finally found them, maybe you weren't sure it was a brand that you could trust or if the products were safe. After hearing about these issues time and time again, I decided to put together a complete store of supplements for healing and supporting your gut at dranmariebarter.com. There are supplements for constipation, thyroid health, gut health, energy, and so much more. There are bundles created for sleep support, pain support, histamine support, and the list just goes on and on. These supplements I use personally, or I've handpicked because they've worked time and time again on countless cases in the office. And on the website, you can see what ingredients we use to put your mind at ease. If you visit dranmariebarter.com and use the promo code podcast to get 10% off your next order. So what are you waiting for? Go visit Dr. Anne-Marie Barter and get 10% off your supplement bundle. Ciao. And now back to our episode. With the essential oils, with the synergistic blends, what symptoms of IBS and IBD are you seeing resolve generally when someone's using um, essential oils to treat, I guess, for lack of a better word? I mean, not, not to sound overly sensational, but all of them. I mean, what, what are the symptoms that people are dealing with? And it's a, it's a number of things, whether it's brain fog, depression, we got oils for that, whether it's skin outbreaks, boy, I actually just literally taught a masterclass on eczema, psoriasis and skin disease, whether it's gas bloating, that's the easy stuff, ginger, peppermint, right? Um, really all depends on what symptoms, like there literally is no symptom that I know of that at least we don't see some effect on helping soothe that symptom with using natural therapies. And I top the list essential oils. So maybe we can go um, symptom to symptom, but a lot of people deal with a variety, like a litany of symptoms. And one of them that I don't think gets enough attention, I'm sure you cover it, I know you have, is, is this emotional mental component to gut disorders. And, and that really goes back to the gut skin brain connection of how really the, the brain can be inflamed by what's being inhaled synthetic fragrances by what's being applied topically, like literally synthetic fragrances can cause systemic and then neurological inflammation, which has been linked to Alzheimer's and dementia. And a lot of people don't even realize what's happening until next thing you know, they are like, they have autoimmune conditions. I mean, that's scary. And so what are we applying on our body? What are we inhaling? What are we eating? It all has this component. So when, when, when you're dealing with the psychogenic aspects of disease and gut health, we got to go to the root cause and I'll leave the other experts in your show to talk about nutrition and all the other things that you could do meditation, prayer, all this stuff helps. And when it comes to the root cause, serious root cause resolution through inflammation, that's where essential oils really help in a number of ways. And also producing a proper balance of neurotransmitters and even hormones. So regardless of what it is that people are dealing with, I, I want to help you 
essentially customize your own natural living protocol, I call it, with your, with your healthcare provider to get you to the place where you feel better. Sleep, libido, indigestion, pain, all this stuff. Like this is the easy stuff. And I know it sounds like, oh, what's this guy talking about? Like pain, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the instant effect that that menthol right you've all heard of menthol but let's go to peppermint let's go to the other menthol rich oils like spearmint you mix some orange oil which that which is rich in limonene that's like pain relief at its core you go to copaiba which has um, a CB2 receptor ability. It has the same effect on the body, on the endocannabinoid system that CBD does because it has a chemical known as beta caryophyllin. So boom, let's go to Copaiba. And that has a great like instant pain relief property to make a salve, to ingest. I mean, that's why we cover fibromyalgia um, in the book and arthritis because essential oils, not, ex not like ad nauseum, but an unbelievable amount of research regarding pain versus other topics that we barely just, you know, nip the bud on certain topics when it comes to the research world. We see pain, pain, pain studies over and over again because it's something that's safe to do for people. It's something that really has very little side effects and more researchers know that there is um, a pretty good effect on them. So we see more research being done in that space. Very good. When we're looking at something like leaky gut, for example, um, what are you seeing with essential oils and, and how are these essential oils helping to treat or heal up leaky gut? The only one, the only study I know specifically that has shown the repairing of leaky gut is regarding oregano. And that's something that I want to remind us about rich in carver crawl, a wonderful anti-infection, um, antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral component to it. So that really is someone looking at literally repairing leaky gut. You might want to consider ingesting oregano capsules and terracotta capsules, but let's go back to like, why do you have leaky gut? And this is where I like to address root cause resolution from a research, a research perspective as something that we could do. And, and let me throw out there sugar cravings, something that's uncontrollable for a lot of people who are doing things eating foods that they're really struggling with, but they keep on doing it. And they know, they know that it's affecting their gut. They know it, it's even contributing to or cause leaky gut. And let me throw out there a little solution that you could use essential oils. One comes to mind, pepper, um, uh, black pepper. Black pepper has been shown to actually help reduce the withdrawals associated with nicotine cessation. And so when I do a little more deep dive into the addiction cascade, whether it's addiction to sex, whether it's addiction to technology, whether it's addiction to food like sugar or other things, drugs, alcohol, addiction really is addiction. The brain doesn't care. There's this Pavlov response, so to speak, this reward cascade that the addict goes to. And if you are a sugar addict, like literally most people on the planet are, that's something you need to nip into the bud. I mean, how hard is it for people trying to cure a heel leaky gut, but they keep on going back to the breads. They keep on going back to the things they know are causing flare-ups. So imagine, and we actually have a recipe in my book called a um, cut your cravings diffuser blend and also a quit stick blend. 
Like we literally soak wooden toothpicks with a mixture of peppermint, black pepper. Um, you could use grapefruit. I would even add copaiba. Another good one goes over and over again. Cinnamon bark. You soak these toothpicks with some olive oil and essential oils and let them soak up. You put that in your mouth. We've helped a lot of people quit smoking that way. But also we've helped people get through that little midday sugar rush thing that they're dealing with. And why? It's this oral fixation. You put the toothpick in your mouth. That helps. At least you could chew on it. The chemicals in the toothpick, you know, get stimulating throughout your system, helps with the addiction cascade, gets throughout your body. And next thing you know, this will help you through that snack. And we also encourage people to have healthy snacks that satiate that you don't can go from sugar to sugar. So what I'm talking about is maybe a two, three prong approach is yes, we could use oils like oregano that can theoretically heal leaky gut. We can also use oils to help the inflammation, help oils with the stress anxiety. We know that is directly related to leaky gut. Bergamot is one that we know has a GABA, G-A-B-A neurotransmitter effect on the body. Um, there's a number of things we could do, but leaky gut is really so complicated and it's become this like catch-all term for, oh, I have gut issues. Well, why? I mean, there's a reason why, and, and how do we heal it? How do we essentially stop the bleeding? And then if there's something we could do to soothe that inflammation so the body can get itself to repairing, well, that's where I would look at a variety of, of essential oils that, that I've mentioned in this uh, chat. And when we're looking at more inflammatory bowel, um, let's just say we're looking at Crohn's disease, what, um, what have you seen, um, essential oil wise that, that works, calm down that inflammatory process and, um, what symptoms again, resolve, I'm assuming you can resolve most of them, but I'd be curious to get your response on that. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's been a minimal a minimal amount of research that I've seen on Crohn's specifically, we, we see a majority of the research in the literature about IBS, IBD. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is, and I don't want to minimize one versus the other, but let me just kind of simplify this, at least in my opinion, inflammation is inflammation. And if we could do something to help with inflammation in the gut, right? Again, enteric coated capsules, what can we do? Um, we see literally the same kind of approach. I will say one thing about Crohn's in a minute because suppositories can actually really help, especially with there's a lot of anal burning and there's some other things that I know is a big issue with Crohn's. You can actually do anal suppositories. We have a soothing suppository recipe in my book, like literally inserting a frozen or a, um, a frozen small coconut oil cube with essential oils in it. And we find that patchouli is great for that. Um, women, easy peasy, you put a pad in your panties, men, you could put a suppository in right before you shower, but that can actually help. Like I've seen that help with Crohn's a lot. Um, I personally, I, I've seen great success with peppermint and other really anti-inflammatory oils, but going back to this inflammation in the gut, we didn't talk about turmeric. Wonderful. Turmeric is, is almost cliche at this point, right? Yeah. Turmeric herb, turmeric spice, curcumin, but the chemical constituency of the essential oil, and I actually didn't mention this, by the way, we're talking volatile components. So volatile meaning they readily evaporate. So when you steam distill turmeric, you don't get the curcumin and you don't get the other bioactive flavonoids and other compounds that you do from the spice. 
it's a completely different structure. It's a completely different chemical makeup from the same plant, which is kind of mind blowing. So if something can evaporate, if something is light enough, we're talking Dalton, the size, the weight of a chemical constituency. If something can go through the steam distillation process, that's what we get from the essential oil. So turmeric oil is completely different than turmeric spice. And so we like to use both at the same time, but turmeric is wonderful and absolutely wonderful for super inflammation efficacy. And we like the CO2 version, carbon dioxide, super critical so carbon dioxide to extract it. And CO2 oils are becoming more, it's actually a misnomer. It's like CO2. It's not like, it's officially not even like a technically an essential oil because it's extracted from CO2. It's not steam distilled, but we're seeing more and more CO2 version of essential oils out in the market. And I want to encourage people to look at um, turmeric. Ginger comes up again in the research when it comes to IBS, IBD, and cumin. Um, very, very, very profound when it comes to minimizing the general indigestions. Um, we're talking um, constipation, defecation frequency, um, the significance of diarrhea, abdominal pain, bloating, like all, like literally all of the symptoms. It's just what works for you. And so that's where I want to encourage people like, wow, this guy just said a ton of stuff. Yeah, obviously you could go to my book, you could read my book, but what do you do from there is you have, my recommendation is you choose what is your biggest, most painful pain point. Like, what is that one thing that if you could do anything, you would get rid of it. And I'm not talking about the disease itself. I'm talking about the manifestation of the disease. So list your symptoms. And if you don't, have some sort of, you know, gut health journal, consider a, a journal to help you document your journey and list your symptoms, libido, sleep, pain, gas, bloating, whatever, diarrhea, list them. Zero being nothing at all to 10 being the worst possible imagine. Like you are now your doctor. Go back and rank all of these. I'm like, okay, wow. I never thought about that. Like sleep is a seven out of 10, but pain is a three out of 10. Oh, okay. I'm, let me attack sleep first. Go from that route. And then you start to hit these symptoms one by one by one. And by virtue of doing this, changing your diet, your lifestyle, because please don't discount what I'm saying here. And please don't overestimate what I'm saying. If you're on the said diet and not sad, I'll explain that in a minute. If you're on the said diet, it's like taking one step forward, but two steps back. If you're using essential oils, you have to change your whole lifestyle. Said being standard earth diet, it hit me. It's not just American diet anymore. We can't say the sad diet. I've traveled the world all over. Everyone's eating the same way now. You see McDonald's and fast food all over the globe. The standard earth diet is killing people. So if you're on this fast food said diet and you expect SIBO to be resolved by taking a couple drops of cumin, no way. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but <laughs> just recognize though that you have the direct impact on your body to add more toolkits, add more tools to your toolkit, so to speak, to help deal with these symptoms. But at the same time, no, you're dealing with the symptoms, but the body is restoring. So it's kind of like a twofold approach. Yes, you could target inflammation for the sake of targeting inflammation, but what about targeting these other things that have an inflammatory response? So you're like not only feeling better at the same time that you're actually healing yourself. Maybe a different approach than some people recommend. I don't know, but it's been very effective for my family and I and the people we've worked with and all the folks that follow us and read our books. What has been 
the most incredible thing that you have seen with using essential oils? Hope, literally hope. I just got an email from a woman and we know through this craziness of this 2020, now 2021 health crisis, mental health, mental health is through the roof. Mental health issues, suicide ideation is an all-time high in direct populations, countries, children right now. More children are dying of suicide today than, than children dying of COVID. Like that's something we need to consider. And so I sent an email, um, you know, certain things to do with essential oils to help boost your mood and feel better. And, and this woman responded to my email and she said, I tried to kill myself last month. And I overdosed, I was in a coma for four days and I woke up spitting mad because I didn't succeed. Like she was a failed suicide attempt. And she's like, when I got your email, I feel this is a message from God. That's literally what she said. I feel this is a message from God and I'm gonna watch your information and listen and just essentially, you gave me hope. You gave me hope that, that there is something I could do and I hope to find some sort of purpose. I hope to let the pain end. I hope that there is a solution for me. And really at the end of the day, that's also been my biggest criticism from from the critics online is I give people hope, false hope, I've been told. Well, I don't believe there's such a thing as false hope. I wanna help you. And if my little email sharing some basic tips on how to use essential oils to help boost your mood and help you feel better, if that is helping this woman get through another day without contemplating overdosing again, praise God, that's a win. And so ultimately, I don't know of anything else on the planet that has such a profound effect on the body that someone can do. You don't need a medical degree. You don't need to go through a 300 hour certification course like I did in aromatherapy. You don't need to be XYZ. You could just get a bottle of oil, follow some basic advice and safe advice that I give and other experts give and, and start. It's pretty profound how empowering this way of life is. And I just want to only encourage people that there, I do believe there's a solution for you. I believe that God blessed your body with a remarkable ability to heal itself under the right conditions. So follow the advice from the other experts in these interviews, take a look, maybe give essential oils a second thought, highly encourage you just to see, pick up my book and, and maybe you'll find a symptom remedy for you to help you feel better, or maybe even hopefully God willing heal and cure yourself with the other things that you're doing in your life. So thanks for having me. It was an honor. And yeah. I really enjoyed the talk. Absolutely. And where can people find your book? And we'll set, we'll put a link below too. Yeah. The Essential Oils Apothecary is available everywhere books are sold. And my wife and I actually put together a cool little gift package, a bundle where we recorded 17 videos where we actually show how to make our e um, IBD suppositories and blends and some really fun little recipes that will walk you through. And you could go to EO apothecary.com and you get dozens of recipe cards from the book videos. We have like five and a half, six hours of teaching on how to get the most out of the book. So again, go to eoapothecary.com to get your bonus. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. We also really appreciate your reviews. I went through the other day and read them and they made my heart sing. So thank you so much for doing that. Please subscribe, say hello, and let us know what you want to hear more of. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Gut Health Reset Podcast. 
please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so more people can hear about the podcast. And hey, take a screenshot of this episode and tag Dr. Anne Marie on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Anne Marie Barter. And for more resources, just visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com.